podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast um, on what is New Year's Eve. And you have got half of a very, very, very hungover um, podcast crew um, today. Um, we're at Liverpool yesterday, myself and, and Jordan. Jordan is here. We've had to to wait for him whilst he's had a shower to, to freshen up because I've never seen a man so hungover in my life this morning. An absolute mess of a man. Um, but a great day, a great night at Liverpool. Shame about the result, but I think we all come away from it feeling pretty pleased with, with performance. Um, so, of course, Jordan is here. Hi, George. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. And, yeah. and uh, like I say, thanks for saving me this morning. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been that hungover in my life. I, I don't normally I, get hangovers, but that one was terrible. I've never seen anyone so hungover, let alone, you know, you. We've, we've, we've been in some places and had some nights out following Leicester, but that is quite comfortably the... I'd say the worst, uh, but certainly most entertaining I've seen you. Um, so well done for actually putting yourself together and, and getting yourself on the podcast, mate. Um, I'm sure that's taken all your power just to just be sat up right now. Uh, Jack is here, of course, as, as well. Jack, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm better than you two, I think. Um, yeah, I think you can, you can hear how hungover we are as well. Yeah. You be- we you did, both we look- did warn people. Yeah, like, you both look all right. Um, yeah. But yeah, you... You do both look a bit sort of. There's some stories behind those eyes, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I don't think I'm making midnight tonight. As soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to have a yeah. nap and then see if I can muster just about enough energy to then make it through to midnight and then take myself back to bed. Um, but it was worth it. It was. It was a very, very good night. Very good trip. Um, it's going to be a good got... episode then, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. We'll we'll improve. I'm sure as the as the episode goes on. Uh, but we have got a guest uh, today as well. Uh, delighted to say we've got Alex Malpas from uh, Fox's Talk, um, also known as Rick Flair as well on, on some of the forums, etc. Uh, Alex, how are you, mate? Are you okay? Yeah, thank you. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, no, good. Y- you're, you're not hungover today, no? No, although I was saying to Jack earlier, I was yesterday morning, probably like Jordan. Um, yeah. There was four of us put away nine bottles of red wine and a load of beers. So, yeah, it was I, was, I was making goat noises around the toilet bowl yesterday morning. So, yeah, we've all been nice. there. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, we want to talk transfers um, with you, Alex, because obviously it's now heading into, into January and we're, we're hoping to do some some bits and pieces this month. I mean, how much do you enjoy the, the January transfer window and kind of how much are you hoping less to do some business um, this month? Um, well, January transfer window is usually a non-event for us, isn't it, over the years? Even mm. back in when we won the league, we all wanted Ranieri to, to make some more signings than Gray and Amati. I think we were desperate for a striker and we didn't get one and we were all, oh, that's it, we'll, we'll fall short. And then since then, you know, there has been a few arrive and did he arrive, didn't he, the year after when we badly needed mm. uh, some reinforcements since Kante had left. Um, but yeah, we, we need it. You know, I think if we were seventh or eighth, we probably wouldn't be dipping our toe like we uh, we didn't usually do. But I think we've got to uh, where we get the money from, whether we have got money from 
selling for fauna or or whether they've got to take some calculated risks we've got to because we aren't out of it are we you know we we might be 13th 14th but 17 points from from what 17 18 games is not good enough and it only takes another poor run and we could be really in in trouble so yeah it's a, a difficult window to operate in uh, and i do worry what goes on because i never feel like we can work on more than one deal at uh, you know at one time but we need two or three four in possibly mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll have to see I, i'm not overly confident with the players we've been linked with but no. hopefully they can surprise us Mm, right, we'll have a chat about some of them names a little bit later on, but it is a massive month, not just you know on the pitch. You know, some big games coming up to, to pull ourselves away from those relegation places. But of course, as I said, then with the transfers as well, a big month. It would be really, really ideal to get some 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 new faces through the door. Um, but let's talk, shall we? Uh, Liverpool. So a a a two one defeat. Yes, that was the score, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I probably doubted myself then. Um, yeah. A two one <laughs> defeat uh, against Liverpool. Um, yesterday, of course, Leicester scoring all three of them goals. So we were there last night at Anfield. Haven't watched the highlights back yet. And you, you know what it's like when you're there, you kind of need to watch bits and pieces back. I have seen the two own goals again um, since. We'll have a chat about that. Get your thoughts on on them and, and Val in general. But I thought overall it was a really, really positive performance. I, I went there with zero expectancy. I, I really wasn't expecting anything. If, I, if, I, if I'm being completely honest, what I did expect was for us to get a bit of a battering, to be honest. I, I really did think that we'd lose and probably lose quite badly. But but we showed up and, and we were really good. And I think we were really good value for at least a point last night. And I, I think we can go away from that game being really disappointed that we, we haven't picked up anything. And of course, you know, <laughs> no trophies or, or, or points are handed out for, for kind of, you know, nearly... But it was it was it was a nearly performance, um, but it's plenty to work on now ahead of then Fulham on 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 Tuesday evening. So, Jordan um, from the game last night. I mean, what did you make of this? Because I, I thought we were really good, and you know, it's it's a tough place to go, isn't it? And it's such a cliche Anfield and, and pick up um, anything from there. But we didn't look overawed. I thought we looked confident, we looked comfortable, and I thought we were really unlucky not to get anything. Yeah, I agree. Um... I think I'm right in saying since we came back into the the Prem that we've not won there, have we, in the league? Um, no. I mean, I was having to laugh about it earlier because, uh, honestly, what, what what a football club we are, man. If you'd have gone up there on the train, we're up there on the way saying, you know, we're going to get battered today. Mm. If, you, if you're saying that the centre-half is going to volley two into his own net, <laughs> Inside five minutes before the second half, what odds could he got on that? It could only be Leicester, honestly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, take that out of it, and we, um, you know, we look, we look like we were worthy of a point. And again, um, after Boxing Day, I mean, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about Fez. That he's made three mistakes in in two games, but after that Boxing Day performance, we showed a lot of. I know Brendan likes to say character. We showed a lot of character to to put in a performance, and I know Jack's a little more. Um, pessimistic than me he thinks we're involved in in the relegation scrap but I just can't see it to be honest I think we're I think we're not too good to go down but I think we'll be in around mid-table at the very least so there's a lot of positives to take but we just we've got to pick up points in the next two for me yeah no for sure I mean Jack Vout's never going to score two goals like that in a game again is he uh no they (laughs) I mean obviously I was watching on the telly I mean the first one is extraordinary 
because mm. I, I, you, you could clearly hear Danny Ward shout for it. Although some Leicester fans on Twitter have issues with their sound because they were blaming Danny Ward. Like there's a huge shout, and then he throws a leg in, and it almost happened in slow motion. And it, it just creeps into the far corner. Um, and, I mean, it's it's hugely unlucky, really, although he probably should listen to his, his goalkeeper. I mean, the second one for me is even more unlucky. It's very difficult to do that. I know Gary Neville said he needed to have more composure. Um, it's very difficult when you're running back at 100 miles an hour to swing your leg or whatever. I mean, he could, yeah, he probably could have done better. Um, and I don't think he had a particularly brilliant game. Um, but they're just, I don't think that, you know, in another hundred times, I think that would not happen more than once, um, in, in the same scenario. So I I think he's a little bit unlucky. You could see his confidence got knocked, but then Mm. probably in the last 20 minutes, half an hour, you saw him nicking balls and marauding out the defense. So he seems, uh, he seems a character that, um, uh, he'll brush that off quite easily. I mean, his Newcastle performance concerned me slightly more than that, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's really bad luck. Um, it, it's good for, you know, people that haven't watched him all season will now tell us that he's a terrible defender, but I, th- yeah. I, I think we know enough about him to know that he's he's got something. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I think it was just one of those games, but, you know, fingers crossed he can, uh, he doesn't, his confidence doesn't take too much of a battering from that. Yeah, no, I need to watch it all back again. But um, my my initial feelings towards the, the two own goals was, was the first one. I think that, you know, as a, as a centre defender in that position, even if you get the call, you're always going to be inclined just to, to, to try to get rid, you know, just to kind of take ownership of the of the situation. I haven't really got a problem with that. And, you know, it's it's such bad luck, you know, of all the places it could possibly end up. It's, it's a one in a million almost. It, it really is that unlucky. And the second one, I, I think he really should sort his feet out quicker and, you know, uh, that that one for me, he has to take a bit of the blame or or blame for that one. But again, I need to watch them both back again. Um, but Alex, you you watching that game uh, as well last night? Uh, you know, the, the own goals aside, you know, it, it was a good performance, wasn't it? But then, you know, as Jack alluded to there, as, as brilliant as, as Val has been since he's come in, that is two performances now where he's he's kind of cost us the game. I know that seems a little bit harsh to say, yeah. but it kind of has. No, it has, and I think. His momentum's been shot, hasn't it? It's been stunted like a few went away in the World Cup. And Tielemans, another one who I think went going into the World Cup, was back to the level that we'd seen. Uh, I know he's had a lot of criticism even this season, but I thought Tielemans had been brilliant up until he went away. And I just hope that it wasn't a purple patch for Fast because he's been exceptional, hasn't he? He's got yeah. everything you, we want. You know, he's a bit of a leader, which we lack. And... I just feel like we leave no stone unturned in our pursuit for gifting the you know the better sides than us, let's say, victory, uh, which we did last night. Because bar those two own goals, yes, Liverpool had, what, 21 shots or something. But there weren't any absolute sort of guilt-fed chances that they missed. I thought we, we played them quite well. Uh, OK, ourselves going forward, I think, other than the opening half an hour, I feel like we did then go into our shell a bit, which... You know, understandable. Um, you, you still respect Liverpool, don't you? Even though they are capable of losing them, losing themselves, and they didn't play well. Liverpool. I think that's the the most annoying thing for me because yeah. I feel like they were there for the taking, and because we've had other games against the top six, big six, whatever you want to call them, this season, where I feel like we should have got something, or well, certainly you get to half time and we've been in games and then capitulated. 
it's just frustrating because they were there for the taking. They didn't play particularly well, and I think we caused them a lot of trouble without that final sort of, you know, execution in the final third. Barnes was guilty of a number of sort of callous passes, etc. But no, all in all, I thought we'd get hammered. Um, so you've got to take the positives, and we've got to win on Tuesday. And then, you know, is it Forest after that and, yeah. and the Cup games as well? Well, we've got to put a run together because otherwise it's back to September time, isn't it? Where everyone was, you know, out for Rodgers. And although I'm not a massive fan of him now, he's still, you know, what's the point in getting rid of him if we can help it really at this stage? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I keep saying it and I cannot stress it enough that this next couple of weeks are really big. You know, if the FA Cup game, the Carabao Cup quarterfinal, then them two league games against Fulham and, and Forest, it really can kind of... Um, um, determine our season in, in, in many ways. Um, a couple of players I want to pick out from, from last night who we criticised on the, on the last podcast, you know, and, and, and rightly so. They, they hadn't played well. Um, Dewsbury Hall and, and Luke Thomas. And, um, you know, I know Dewsbury Hall scored the goal yesterday, but I just thought in general his, he was back to his best in, in many ways, um, all action. Uh, I, I love that that run into the box. And again, if 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 we if we have criticised him previously, or not necessarily criticised, but we wanted him to to be able to take his game to that next level, is to score goals, you know, and, and to make them runs into the boxes. Um, so I thought that goal was really really important for him in terms of him pushing on from from here. And I thought Luke Thomas as well. You know, he he did struggle. He had a, he had a bad game. He did. Um, against Newcastle but you know he's, he's played against Mo Salah before and, and quite clearly he, he likes playing against Liverpool and, and Mo Salah because again he did he looked so comfortable and, and and again you know I have been very critical of him um but yeah he, he obviously likes playing against Salah didn't he Jord? Yeah it, it was good to see Luke bounce back because obviously we had a discussion uh, on the last pod about him and you know like Jack said I think we forget he's only a 21 year old kid and he's been thrown into the side in the kind of absence of any other fit fullbacks, and um, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm a fan of Luke. I think there is definitely a player there. So um, it was good to see, especially you know, like I say, someone of that uh, age. Um, and you know, he'll know he'll be disappointed in himself on Boxing Day as well. But it's a tough on Boxing Day for for players, I think, because you know, I think there's that meme that goes around. You, you get to see the top division results from 1963 every year. <laughs> yes, but um, there there are always some shocking performances on Boxing Day from players and teams and you just never know what you know you know you never know what the results are going to be I'm not a betting man but if I was I'd stay stay well away from Boxing Day and you know to go up to Anfield just a few days later off the back of that performance and um uh you know he he, he did himself credit there and and Dewsbury Hall as well like you say all action um I'm still not convinced with his finish it was actually that good um but you know like you say good to see him in the goals um Possibly helped by, um, I'm not saying the absence of Tielemans, but two sitters in there that can, uh, you know, and indeed Samari, two sitters in there that give him a bit more license to, um, you know, kind of be less disciplined, I suppose, and, and, and make those runs into the box. So it's good to see for the, the two academy lads that, um, that they've kind of put boxing there behind them. Yeah. I mean, Jack, um, Jewsbury Hall and, and, and Thomas, what did they make of their performances? And um, was there anyone else that, that jumped out to you yesterday as, as playing particularly well? Yeah, there were there were a few. Um, I, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought Thomas was a lot better. He seems to have certain players that he doesn't play very well against. Like, he always has a stinker against Nicolas Pepe. I was going to say Arsenal. Ra- yeah. yeah, I remember that I mean, one. He had a bad Pepe's game. Pepe's like he? a very, very average winger, um, and he seems to struggle against him. And um, 
I mean, although Almiron's played well for about 10 games, for most of his career, he's been a thoroughly average winger. So um, I don't know whether there's a certain type of winger he struggles against, particularly quick ones. I mean, he's not slow, Luke, but he's not um, particularly quick. But I thought he had a really good game. And it, uh, again, I think it goes back to what I said last time. He had to defend last night. He wasn't necessarily bombing on. And he's better when he just has sort of one job to do. That said, I thought in the first half, he was playing some really good through balls. I thought we were a lot more direct yesterday. Um, I thought Jewsbury Hall was much better. Um, his output has been nowhere near good enough for, you know, the player he's talked about sometimes. But he looked like the player that I think Leicester fans talk about last night. Um, uh, and I... I Probably disagree with you a little bit, George. I think it was a very good finish. He's he knocked it into the ground to knock it round him, sorted his feet out, um, and he's running full pelt. So I, I thought he did quite well. I thought I, I'm going to sound like a Sumari fanboy, but I thought he had a good game. <laughs> I thought he made loads of interceptions. I mean, he does have one moment in every game where he gives the ball away in a silly place. But the bit I really like about Sumari is he constantly wants the ball. And we don't have that many players that want to recede it, uh, receive, recede, um, uh, want to receive it all the time. And actually, against their press, I think he 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 did really well. And um, indeed, he coming back as well, playing much higher than he normally uh, normally does for us. Sort of playing on a right of a midfield three. I thought again had a good game. Bit bizarre that he's captain, but I guess there's no one else. Um, and then uh, the only other thing I was going to say is. Uh, Again, I'm going to sound like a Rogers fanboy. Given that team he's got out and given the injuries we've got to get a side playing like that at Anfield, I think he deserves an enormous amount of credit. I mean, the tactics were very interesting because we were playing sort of a very narrow front three and then the midfield three were really wide who were picking up the fullbacks. But um, I, I thought, you know, the the sort of the quality of performance was was good. And I think the manager deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, because you you look at that side and we signed one player in eighteen months. Uh, you know he's he's getting a tune out of some some pretty average footballers. I I would say so. Uh, so yeah, I think I think he deserves a reasonable amount of credit as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean obviously indeed he coming back into the starting lineup Perez with a start and I, th- I think he did himself. You know, uh, yeah, I, I th- thought plenty of credit for for that performance from Iose Perez. I mean Alex for for those two guys to, to come back into the team. I mean we know indeed he. You know, we know what he can do, but he obviously hasn't been doing it. It'd be good for him to to kind of now, you know, return to that kind of form, isn't it? And and, and because he's he's a he's a massive player yeah. for us when he's at his best, isn't he? Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like and Diddy a bit like what's happened with Ricardo, where we waited for a long time for Ricardo last season to come in, and he was on the bench a lot, and we were like, does Rogers now no longer view? Uh, him as a, a first team integral player, and I feel like he's done that with Ndidi. But you know, he gets injured so often; it's understandable to to probably be careful with him. Uh, but it's nice to see him get a start and actually play quite well because he has been a shadow of his former self. You know, he is a destroyer. I mean, he, what he what he does in tackles and interceptions in previous years has been phenomenal. And it's often when his game was freed up, like what happened when Rogers came in, felt like he. You know, he was he was so good for us, and then as the years have gone on, feels like we've asked him to do more than he perhaps is comfortable with. You know, on the ball, playing a bit more of of what Samari now does for us, where you know he's not just a a, a defensive midfielder. But yeah, I thought it worked quite well last night with Samari because I've always been nervous 
of us going to those two in a sort of double pivot mm. because we saw that before with sort of Ndidi and Mendy or Chowdhury thrown in there and under Poyal and it never worked but it probably ought to work against the better teams if you get it right and and maybe that's the way to go if, if you've got the right personnel around them but I thought Ndidi was brilliant um I thought Samari did quite well and I'm I'm quite critical of him I, um or have been in the past I do think he's improved this season uh and even Perez sort of he, you're right he, he he looked quite good in in bits um it's one of those frustrating games where you know the final ball let us down so much um it could have been a lot different but yeah I thought we did well and Dewsbury all he needed that performance after what he said after the game and he backed it up um, yeah. from Newcastle and it's good to see hopefully that continues yeah absolutely um right of course with it being the the end of the year as well new year's eve we, we, we're going to do a, a kind of a year review talk about some of the highlights of of the year um following leicester and um, so we'll do that shortly we will do a, a who are you as as well at the end of uh the episode but but let's talk january transfers then shall we we well we know we want players rogers has said he wants a left back and a, and a right winger maybe even a centre-half as, as well. Um, we, we, we kind of touched on it last week, didn't we, Jack? Some of the, the players that we've been linked with, it's fair to say it's not a particularly exciting list with, with, with all due respect. Um, but I was having a chat yesterday on the, on the way up to, to Anfield. And, and again, we were talking about what we could potentially do in the window. And um, I want to throw a name and maybe have a little bit of a chat about him. And I definitely know how Jordan will feel about this, um, which would be positive. And that's Harry Maguire. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like a massive, massive Harry Maguire fan, right? But where we are at at the moment and where he's at at the moment, I think it's a really good fit. And I actually think it could it could potentially happen. Um, so obviously he's not playing at Man United at the moment. He's not. And I don't think Eric Ten Hag fancies him. I can't see him forcing his way back into that into that team. I think if if... Eric Ten Hag wanted a, a. I think he's more likely to buy another defender than he is for, for Maguire to get back into that team. I just don't think he really fancies him. So he's going to need football. Less need a centre half. We could get him on loan. Uh, Rogers has still got a good relationship with him. Um, do you think there's a chance? Is it something we could talk about? Do you think we should go for it? Well, I mean, Man U are currently playing Luke Shaw at centre half ahead of him. So hmm. he don't fancy uh, him, does he? Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't fancy him. Uh, there's other players around. He, I mean, he's got Martinez now, Varane, uh, Lindelof, Lindelof. Yeah. and he's playing Shaw ahead of him. I mean, there's probably another centre-half there I've forgotten. I'd 100% take him. Like, absolutely. If we we need a uh, someone that can head anything, and he is very, very good at heading because he has a massive head. <laughs> he um, this is true. And... Um, <laughs> I I think, you know, he's he's quite vocal as well. Like he's been captain of Man U. Like let's not forget. Like he'd be perfect. I can't see it happening. Um, the finances. For the life of me. I mean, he's on he's on fair whack there. He'd, we'd have to. I mean, we could, we what's he on about two hundred? Well, I mean, still he's a hundred grand a week. Then hmm. I mean, that's a lot of money to to be paying. I mean, loan loan for six months or something like that. Then get him playing again. Then. Like I absolutely would. I think the finances involved would be enormous. But then, where I can't, he's not the sort of player that's going to go abroad. No, like, I can't see him going abroad. He's not. I can't see him going to another top six club. Newcastle, maybe. 
don't know like yeah. he's better than fabian Shaw, isn't he so uh, and his agent is a big newcastle fan he's in fact he's son of uh their former chairman so i could see that potentially happening but then outside of that we'd be a decent bet i, I mean his brother's his brother's not a big fan of leicester as he as he said on twitter on several occasions and our fans have been pretty mean to him really given how he handled the transfer which wasn't it wasn't horrendous compared to some individuals at the club so uh, i mean to be honest it'd be quite a big statement if we did and i, I would take him but I, I honestly just can't i couldn't see it happening mm. alex come on transfer guru give us some some positive good news of uh, i mean is, is this purely just paper talk from from me <laughs> Or is there any kind of potential, do you think, in, in a Maguire deal? Uh, I, I actually thought about it myself. Mm. Um, I, I, if you'd asked me that a few months ago, I would have said, said no way. No way in, I wouldn't want him back either, but that's probably been bitter because he left and, and whatnot. But um, I don't know. You just look at the finances involved. As Jack said, even if... I mean, Man United, to save face on letting him come back to us for... You know, we sold him for eighty-five million pound. What, you know, to to basically let him go to us for what, whatever it would cost. I just don't see it. But yeah, I'd have him back. I think him and Fass as a partnership would work. Um, and you know, we do. We need we need something else in there that's strong. And I'd have him, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, other other defenders we've been linked with is there's that. Um, Hungarian is it Attila Slazai? I think from Fenerbahce, who we've been linked with a number of times. He sort of fits the mold, he's left footed as well, so he could possibly cover left back if we didn't get both in whilst we're sort of waiting for Ricardo to return. But again, we'd be sort of shuffling the pack at left back with Ricardo and Castagna and him being there. But, um, I mean, I'm all about left-footed right wingers, as uh, as Jack probably knows, and I know I've read on Fox's talk how many times I might say that on this podcast, but uh, it's it's all I care about because we are nearly we're approaching nearly five years since we replaced Riyad Mahrez, which is just scandalous. Mm, um, and you know, I, uh, it's funny because I write these lists. I go off a mad one. People ask me to provide links. I don't know why I'm seen as a transfer guru because I don't really know what I'm talking about. But, you know, I do research <laughs> left-footed right-wingers um, and I do these lists. And a while back, my wife said, um, why have you written a list of foreign men's names in my um, business notebook? I was like, oh, oh God, I'm ever so sorry. I didn't realise it was it was your, your notebook. And she said, no, that's not really the issue. It's more you've... You've put all these lists of blokes down and you've then rated them out of 10. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. So I was a bit embarrassed. But, you know, then that embarrassment just changes to, no, we still haven't replaced Mara's and we need to. So, you know, again, me and Jack have spoke. It's the 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 reports that are coming out seem to be that we're going to go back to previous targets. Mm. Again, isn't that great to hear because it felt like last summer we didn't really get to hear about who we were going for and those that we did were a little bit underwhelming but I mean Noni Medwecki at PSV seems to be the obvious one he's got question marks about his fitness and as they've just sold Gakpo to Liverpool are they really that desperate to cash in mm. uh, but he'd, he'd be perfect if you kept him fit um, 
the obvious one for me at, at right wing is uh, Victor Tos Gankov from Dynamo Kiviv, who he's, his contract's up in the summer. Obviously, the the problems that have been happening in Ukraine, he's he, he's looking to move, and he's just a no brainer. He ticks every box, and with his contract being up in six months, you'd get him for a reasonable fee. But I don't think we've ever been linked with him, sadly. So um, it's it's a tricky one. Um, and then left back again. I mean, there's that Adrian Treffer from Wren who we've been linked with, but I think he cost a lot of money. Um, so you'd, you'd have to be looking at would someone like Daly Blint, who's on a free, not very exciting, but could he come in and give you if you couldn't get Maguire, but maybe yeah. you need a bit of experience? I take Blint. Yeah, I did well at the World Cup, didn't he? Mm. I take the him. first blind footballer we've had either. So <laughs> I don't know. We've had a few in the in our time, haven't we? Um, who else was I going to ask you about? Um, Unahi. This is the Moroccan midfielder. There's been lots of talk about him, hasn't there? And Jack, I saw you post the other day because there was speculation that, that Leicester had now, you know, taken I, up their interest another level I, and had now put in a bid. I was I was more I was more making a point, Jake, that like the month of January, the transfer window is just mm. an excuse for people to write just absolute nonsense. Like I, it baffles me that in I, I, I'm going to make a, a moral point. Like people can just write stuff with like yeah. absolutely no Ooh. credibility and no shred of knowing anything, and. And they do, and just like the amount of nonsense that will be written in the next month, I, I imagine Rudkin probably sits there and like pisses himself with laughter. Some of the players we're linked with, because yeah. also like no, no, and and I know people that work in media and stuff. Like no disrespect, the club aren't going to tell anyone who they're actually going for. So it's all just like it's all guesswork until that happens. Yeah. And I know some some of them are better than others, but even then, there's an awful lot of games played so uh, I uh the older I get the the less I tend to listen um and and in particular that person I was I was commenting on the fact that he seems to know the ins and outs of every transfer story but he's never ever first on any transfer story and just rehashes someone else's transfer story with oh it's this and it's that I just I, I don't know I, I don't know how that's a. I don't know how that's a proper job, Jake. So, uh, so that was why I went off on that. <laughs> yeah, but um, Alex on on Unahi. So this is the the Moroccan midfielder, and look, yeah. he was in many people's team in the tournament. He was he was incredible, and like, his his agent's going to be. I think you know he's he's going to be working overdrive to to get him a move this this January transfer window because I mean he's yeah, he's, he's playing for for Angers and they're, they're like towards the bottom of of Ligue 1. You know, he's he's very much available. And I, I was I was reading something from Matt Spiro, a, a French football journalist, a, a couple of weeks back. And he was saying that in the summer, Angers were, were quite open to, to selling him. And they probably would have got about, if they if they were lucky, about five million euros for him. And now there's talk of bids coming in from, from various clubs or a price tag anyway of around 45 million euros. Um, but he's really young. He looks a hell of a player. I mean... <sighs> I mean, Leicester yeah. aren't going to be paying that kind of money, are they? They're just, no they're just not. No, I've, I've seen that Napoli were credited with um, some serious interest. I think the price was more around 15 million, which would make more sense, wouldn't it? Um, and probably reflects the year he's had. He looks good. I, I'm a bit concerned 
even for all for all the promising um, play in the World Cup for Angers, or I know, or however you pronounce it, I know they're I think they're bottom of the league. Mm. He's not got a single goal or assist in uh, in the league for them this season. He did quite well last season, but you know if we're looking at a Tielemans stroke, well, I suppose he'd be more like a Pratt replacement because I think he can play. You know that sort of wide right tucked in position, not being a right winger, but you know, you know, in that sort of system, he if you could get him for the right price, he looks good. I mean, I, I I've got a player that that stats are off the scale this season in um, Enzo Lafie, who plays in League One as well for Lorient. I mean, he he just you look at him on on um, on the the websites, his interceptions and tackles are, are that of an elite. Uh, defensive midfielder, his creativity, progressive passes, goals, assists, just unbelievable. Uh, his contract's up in 18 months' time, so he'd be the one I'd go for. He's only 22, I think. Uh, could probably be your Tielemans or your Madison replacement. He sort of plays all all those areas in, in midfield. But yeah, Unahi does look good, and I can see why we'd be interested. But I'm always nervous when players are, are sort of credited with being signed off the back of a World Cup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he looks, he looks, he does look pretty good. Mm. I mean, the thing is as well, I mean, when I talk about Unahi as a, a midfielder, I'm thinking it doesn't jump out to me as a, an immediate position we kind of need to strengthen. But at the same time, I think we were, we were chatting the other day that we, we kind of need something everywhere because there is going to be wholesale changes to this entire squad. I mean, you, you go through it. I mean, you could even say, you know, if, if you want to be really harsh and say with the goalkeeper, you say, oh, I don't think he's good enough. Right. And then you, you go, you know, all the players out of contract, what we've got, um, Amati, Soyuncu, Tielemans, Perez, Mendy, Chowdhury, uh, Bertrand. I think that's it. Um, Madison's probably going to go. Um, you've got injury problems with the fullbacks who, who just can't seem to, to stay fit. Unfortunately, we need a right winger anyway. Uh, Vardy's coming to the end. Um, we kind of need a bit of everything, don't we, George? So, you know, you're saying, oh, we don't need a midfielder. At some point, we're going to need a midfielder because midfielders are leaving. Yeah, have you got any more good news, Jake? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Alex Alex sort of touched on it there, um, mentioning Tielemans and, and Madison. And for me, the, the Moroccan lad... Um, I thought he was absolutely outstanding in the World Cup. Mm. There is that, like Alex says. It's huh? surprising, though, to hear not a single goal or assist. Yeah, and, I yeah. mean... And, and, and it is that thing, isn't it? You know, players being signed off the back of a, of a good World Cup. I mean, we've seen it before, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, in, yeah, in some Jake, ways, it's... Jake, when the argument doesn't fit, stats are nonsense, like we've established <laughs> previously. So Yeah, I mean, we'll just go for our group chat and see all the yeah. stats you've been rolling out for the last couple of weeks. We didn't mention Dakar. I thought he did well in his 10 minutes, actually. Thank you. I thought we looked this a much is. better player as soon as he went off the pitch. I think that's what happened, Jack. Come <laughs> 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 on, short. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to I was going to touch on both of those points there. Um, signing a player on the back of a World Cup is, um, you know, it's got an element of risk. But when you know someone of Mourinho's calibre is coming out and and crediting him, I think he said I can't remember what he said about him, but he's he was absolutely raving about him, and that's going to be a replacement, isn't it, for, for Tielemans and or Madison and and. Um, you know, it's, it's looking, you know, in the transfer window about, you know, looking at getting three players in. I'd be more concerned about keeping the players that we've got, to be honest, mm. uh, and making sure that they stay till the end of the season um, at, at the very at the very least. But, yeah, I think 
you know, we definitely we definitely need a uh, a right winger. Um, center, central midfielder, honestly, is not a big priority for me. But if no. if, if if we're unless one leaves, yes, that's, that's what I was going to say. If if you know these reports are going round that we might have made this bid, um, then it looks to me like they know that one of them is going to go, and that could potentially be in the next month. One one of the bids really cracked me up. I mean. Take into account my former employers. Um, I absolutely hate the January transfer window and transfer rumours. But one of them was that, was it 25 million euros plus an extra 10 million euros if we got in the Champions League? I mean, who's making this stuff up? Let's be honest. It's absolute nonsense, isn't it? Mm. Um, and and, <laughs> and I, could, I know Jack shares a similar opinion on these transfer rumours. But, you know, the complexities of actually signing a player... Um, you know, you, you've got to agree a fee and your wages and the bonuses and you've got to move the family over here and so on and so forth. It's not it's not easy getting these players in. And honestly, this this time of year, like Jack says, these these rumours that go around, oh, I the can't bit, be asked. The bit that it. gets me is when they say they're preparing a bid. It's like, well, well no, they're not preparing a bid because they know <laughs> how much bid. they're going to have to pay yeah. for him. Like, you can sort that out in five minutes. It's like insurance quotes. It's where the family's moving. Does he want to do this? Like, how do we do this? Like, it's actually way more technical. But I, for whatever reason, I mean, I've got a fairly good understanding of how transfers work because um, I know an agent quite well. Um, they're a lot more complicated than some of these journos make out as if it's sort of, you know, they're sat around like waiting for days to put bids in. I mean, it's just, it's just nonsense. Um, as, as demonstrated by Leicester City having a 10 million uh, Champions League clause, clause bid in. I mean, honestly. I think bring back the days of club call, if you remember club call. and. Football was so innocent then. Like, you just, like players just used to sign, and you wouldn't you wouldn't hear of them. Mm. Do you remember when we signed Dean Hammond? Like, I had no idea. <laughs> My dad said players used to just be named in the side, and you, you didn't even know who yeah. they were. You, just, you know, they were playing for us back then. Brilliant. Oh, I think that's what yeah. we should do. You should, times. You, you should just yeah, you should just come out the tunnel with eleven lads, and then. You don't know half of them are. They just signed them the day before and no one knows mm. who they are. They're brilliant. Um, shall we do our year review? Yeah. Yeah. It. So it. it's New Year's Eve. Um, happy New Year's Eve, everyone. Um, so look, let's talk about the, the, the year we've just had because, of course, that's what you do this time of year, isn't it? So uh, let's talk about some highlights of, of the year. I mean, it's been a strange year, hasn't it, in, in many ways, supporting Leicester. It's never boring. Um, as Jordan says, pound for pound, probably the most entertaining football club in the country. Uh, it's never boring. Uh, that can never be said that it's boring supporting Leicester. Um, for me, uh, the, the one obvious uh, standout is not necessarily one game, but just the the European um, experience that, that we had last season. It was it was a strange season, wasn't it? But I mean, what I would give to be back in the Europa Conference League. Um, again, honestly, I just, I loved it so, so much. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some of the trips that we had and some of the experiences and the, the games, a part of that trip. But, but I mean, Jordan, for, for, for me, of what had been a bit of a strange year and a bit difficult at times, it feels like the club maybe isn't making huge amounts of progress or certainly not the progress we'd like to be, like to be making, but those European trips were incredible, weren't they? I mean, was that your highlight as well, supporting Leicester this season? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, Jake, uh, obviously, you know, I had the delight of meeting yourself as well on um, 
you know, on these European trips. And um, mm. obviously this season's a bit of a transitional year. Credit to, to um, UEFA um, for the Conference League, because I think it's been a huge success. Um, also think, you know, internationally, the Nations League has been a good, you know, huge success as well. So, like you say, I would absolutely love to be back in that Conference League. And I think when it first got announced, it was ridiculed a little bit. But um, it was fantastic. I mean, Randers was incredible. PSV was incredible. Uh, my highlight would probably have to be Rome. Um, it sounds terrible, but I didn't really care what the score was because that was my cup final. Just to see Leicester play in the Olympico was absolutely incredible. Um, big fan of Italian football, so to see Leicester in my favourite city and in that ground was just amazing. Mm. I mean, we didn't do ourselves justice in the game, but um, you know, obviously it's a tournament we'd like to have won. But um, just just to see. Leicester play there is something that I never thought would be possible. And then went Napoli. Um, well, actually, that was actually last year. It wasn't this year. No, um, that was <laughs> yeah, so December, wasn't it? Yeah, but but yeah, like you say, to see to see, um, you know, albeit a third tier European competition, I think it's completely uh, been a complete success. And you know, you, you look at West Ham, who, who uh, they're still in it this year, are they? Or didn't, yeah, they're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in Conference League. Then, yeah, so I mean, you know, you say to West Ham. Fan, I'm sure they they share that opinion, but um, yeah, like this season's obviously a transitional year. We're probably not going to be in Europe next year unless we win the League Cup. So um, for me, it has to be Rome. It was it was just incredible. Yeah, no, it was it was a very surreal experience watching Leicester in the in the Stadio Olimpico. And I was, I've had to kind of like those those memory things which come up on your phone. And I was, I was looking through the pictures and the videos the other week. It was just, yeah, almost a little bit bonkers that, that the Leicester were there. Got it, obviously we didn't go on to, to win it. But but Jack, those European trips were were amazing, weren't they? I mean, you, you were there as well in Rome. It was it was an incredible experience, wasn't it? It, it was phenomenal. Um, I, I was trying to think then, like, which, which was my favourite trip. And I don't... So I did they were Randers. all so good. Yeah, they, they were, were all so, so different. Good. So I, I didn't do Ren, um, which was a bit frustrating because that was mm. that was the most violent one. Not that I seen <laughs> violence, but um, but it just the, the the bit at the end where Jewsby Hall has a chair thrown thrown at him amuses me. Um, uh, Randers was incredible, um, the most obscure ground you've been to, the phenomenally hard to get to. Um, you know, like uh, I think there was only about eight hundred of us there or six hundred of us there. And I think we all got on the same train back to Aarhus after the game, um, singing the uh, the Aarhus song, uh, which which tickled me. I've never seen so many people fall over uh, at a football game. I, I saw one guy fall over for because it was icy for people that weren't there. It was properly icy. You could drink in your seat. The first goal went in. Loads of beer went everywhere. So it was it was an absolute ice rink. There was a bloke that must have been in his forties came up in the second half and he'd already fallen down twice bear in mind (laughs) he fell and there was just a thud and like as he was lying on the floor like his eyes just looked pained um and he'd definitely done a few ribs but um that was just just the most obscure uh obscure ground great trip Eindhoven was phenomenal we had a phenomenal night out the night before where we ended up in a really obscure bar where um, uh, there was one bloke wearing like a, you know, that sort of 95 Leicester shirt that looked the spitting image of uh, Ewan Roberts, who was a bit like the Pied Piper leading Leicester fans around Eindhoven. 
and it's a huge student city as well so we had we had yeah. a blinding night out absolutely cracking hangover the next day bit of lunch went to the game uh the seats were uh, I, i've never that was the most dangerous away end i've ever been in i mean there's Mental, like a four foot drop between mm. each of the thing and obviously like a few city fans had had a fair bit to drink so um one of, one of the lads we were uh we were with i won't name him but um did did a a few surfed a few rows uh down second time he did it um uh, bloke in front of us uh, I, i'll say this he was fine before people think that we're we're knocking old people but um he, he managed to fall down knock this bloke's hearing aids out um <laughs> and uh and and my mate went in to check that he was all right because because we are nice people turned around just said I'm 73 years old. That's fucking dangerous. And just punched him straight in the face, um, which is a sight I'll never see again. Uh, and will stay with me for the rest of my life. The guy is fine. We were all friends afterwards. Yeah. But just, just the most like, and, and the football was quite good as well. But, and then Rome just, you know, seeing like our club play in a stadium like that, that's probably the best pre-match atmosphere I've ever, I've ever seen or ever witnessed. I mean, the referee was a fucking joke. We were terrible, but, it's just, it's amazing that we've seen that. And I know, I, th- I think it's easy to forget how lucky we've been. I know it's not been a great year for, for us based on, you know, where, we, where we've been. But, yeah, you know, like, oh, I've, I've, I know people that support this club that never saw that um, or, or, you know, have never seen that. Um, so, yeah, I we can moan all we like about it. I think it's been pretty good. The European trip was, was just incredible. Um, and that's where the idea of this podcast started. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, at least we got something out of it. I mean, that away end at Eindhoven will live with me for forever. It, it generally will. We, you know, by a country mile, the best away end I've I've been in. I couldn't I um, couldn't see the game. Like I, no. I literally couldn't see anything. I had a pole in front of me because we got in quite late. Yeah, but like the like. Remember someone said, oh, the way end was a bit quiet. That's the one of the noisiest away ends oh, I've been in. Yeah. Like the songs at the end. We stayed in there the for like 45 minutes afterwards. Well, it well, was... they, they keep you in for an hour, basically, don't they, afterwards? And, you know, lots of the, the, the grounds. Say at Napoli, it was absolutely freezing and it was raining. And obviously we'd just been knocked out. So we were all miserable. We all just stood out there in, in the cold, freezing for an hour. And it was horrible. And Eindhoven, you know, yes, we'd won. So naturally the, the mood's going to be a lot better and the weather was decent. But they started, they, they, they put music on for us and, and not only just music, they're putting like Leicester songs on for us, like for an hour. And it was just nonstop. And it was just incredible, um, that trip to, to Eindhoven. And, and again, you know, you talk about the the atmosphere at the, at the ground and beforehand and just over the, them few days. We ended up in Amsterdam on the on the final day, which was which was pretty incredible as as well. Um, but the, the, you talk about the manner of the game as well. We, we, we were losing, and then to score them two goals as, as late as what they did. I mean, the celebrations when Ricardo scores that that second goal or the or the winning goal is just absolutely amazing for us to go to PSV Eindhoven. You know, an iconic, you know, massive, you know, European football club. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's not the the, the toughest league or the, the best team in the world these days. But for Leicester to go to PSV Eindhoven and win in that manner and get into the semi-finals of a European Cup, it's, 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 yeah, it's something that it won't happen probably many times in your lifetime, or it probably hasn't for for many Leicester fans ever beforehand. I mean, Alex, for for you, I mean, we're talking about the the experiences that we had, you know, following Leicester in in Europe this season are they kind of similar in terms of your highlights of the year or is there anything else that kind of jumps out to you that 
you kind of look back to, from this year fondly of, of 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 supporting Leicester. Yeah, I mean, I've sadly not got quite as exciting uh, experiences as you in 2022. I didn't get to any of the away European games, but I mean, PSV away watching it didn't wasn't looking good, was it? Although we were playing quite well in the second mm. half, that that final. It was my wife's birthday that day as well, so I was quite unpopular because I chipped that off to to watch it. But um, yeah, I, I I took my, my I've got a well, six and a half now. Uh, I, I've taken my son to a number of Leicester games last season, and sadly we were diabolical in pretty much every single one. But <laughs> I took him to Randers at home, which was on his birthday, nice. and I thought we've got to get some goals here, which obviously we did. We won. Did we win four one? But he only saw the first goal, uh, and then they equalised, I think, and then he said he needed a, a pony. So I had to take him. I was like, well, took him down into the toilets. So in the end, we didn't come back. So that was bittersweet. But um, I would just say, overall, James Madison's been the highlight of 2022, hasn't he, for us? I mean, you know, we haven't had a great season, sorry, a great year in terms of what we've been used to, but it's still been pretty adventurous. But Madison's just been incredible for us. And I just hope that he carries on with us for as long as possible. Um, you know, in being from Coventry and where I live, uh, quite a lot of Leicester fans still don't like him, which is strange because he's unbelievable and probably the closest thing we've had to Mares in terms of, you know, being a match winner. But yeah, I'd say my highlights just been Madison or, and, you know, I love him. He's brilliant. Yeah, no, I think we, we'd all agree with that. He has been absolutely outstanding. I mean, Jordan, aside from the European trips, is there anything else kind of um, that really jumps out to you? I know you say it hasn't been the best of years, but I mean, I'm thinking maybe some, you know, a particular game, maybe in, in, in the league one that you've particularly enjoyed that jumps out as a, as a great memory? <laughs> no. Honestly, not really, no. Um, what, the, the, the one nil. That was last year. Last yeah. year. Oh, yeah, it was last last night. It was, um, yeah, it was. It was this time last year, wasn't it? But yeah, not, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean the league, the league campaign, the campaigns have been pretty uh, up and down to say the least. But you know, as you kind of alluded to earlier, Jake uh, and Alex said as well, like our call is the pound for pound now because if you're paying your money to watch a football club, um, I'd pick this one hands down over any other club in the country. It's just it's just so entertaining. You go into one game and you. You just never know what you're going to get with Leicester. Um, one week will be absolutely fantastic and the week after will be absolutely terrible. So, um, you know, long may that continue. Obviously, you'd rather us be fantastic every week. But for me, it's just it's just always a roller coaster watching Leicester in the last 12 months has been no different, has it? No. And I imagine the following 12 months um, will be probably largely similar. Um, lots of entertainment, loads of change happening. Hopefully, uh, more good than than bad. Of course, um, is there anything else? Kind of you, you you want to mention from from the year, or should we kind of wrap things up? Oh, a, the, who are the, you? The only other one that sticks out for me, yeah, uh, and I know it's because it was our yeah, we all went together. But the West Ham game because we haven't won too many away games this year was genuinely enjoyable. Uh, I thought. And it's, you know, I think we've moved quickly on from it, but it's just, it's really nice to be able to go to games again. Because I think we forget that there were two years where we were sat in front of our TVs, screaming at them in empty stadiums. And, you know, it's pleasing to see it's all, you know, back to normal. Mm. And, um, you know, going going to an away game and seeing us get battered is, you know, part of the course again. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, 
we, we've got our Leicester back and, um, and 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 that's not a bad thing, I don't think. No, well said. Um, should we do who are you? Alex, have you heard and seen us do this beforehand, mate? Yes, I have. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Looking forward to it. So, so Jack, are you, are you in charge today? Yes, I am. Yeah, because I won last week. Um, so, yeah, I, I have chosen one. Uh, I'm not quite sure why I landed on this bloke, um, hmm. but uh, I did. So there we go. <laughs> who was who was who was the last one? Oh, Astrid, yeah, Jarovic. I mean, we do go proper rogue, and I, I was thinking earlier because I wasn't sure if it was me or you in, in in charge today. I'm thinking that next time. Let's let's not try go so 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 rogue. You can still obviously go mm. back and an interesting yeah. player, you know. But ones that maybe played more than twice, you know, on loan <laughs> in two thousand and one. Yeah, but uh, is, or is that only, what you've got? For the us? only thing <laughs> that you you would say about that is, yeah. um, you'd get them straight away, so it'd be really boring. Well, maybe that's that's yeah. the challenge, isn't it? I'm going to find true. someone who played a fair okay, amount. Fine, I see um, how far we get. I've I've changed uh, changed my player. So oh, have on, you? on the basis of that, yeah, I've got more Ooh. recent. Got Love more it. recent. Yeah, the last the last one was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> was it too rogue? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this guy hasn't played too many games for City, but it's slightly more recent. Right, right. Let's do it so, then. Yeah. Who is your daddy? And what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? Right. Here's with the first clue. Okay. Uh, I joined Leicester City in 2016. Okay. I'm not going to get off the back of that, am I? Well, you might do because I don't think we signed that many players in right. 2016. So yeah, uh, I spent nine years as a youth at Real Madrid. Uh, is it Luis Hernandez? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's what happens when we go easy. <laughs> we have had many Spanish one. players. Do yeah, you're the one. Should, should we do the more. other one? Yeah, we'll let's do, do the, the other, other one. one. I think That's you'll get this one year. quite quickly, right? That's this new year. Let's do two. Okay. I joined Leicester City in 2005 from Bradford City. 2005 from Bradford. Yeah. Right. Okay. Paul Henderson. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that, that the first time we've got it off the first one? You've yeah, got to have me back next time. week now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex, you're you're on next week. <laughs> That's the quickest game. We've just done two in double quick time. That, I, th- I think there are a select group of less than 100 people that mm. actually would get this quiz in less than five goes. The thing is, though, each time I either tweet or, or put something on social media about this game, everyone always comments saying that they got it or that they got it first. Or really yeah. quick. And I know it's I, such an easy thing to say, isn't it? Because yeah, there's no way of verifying it. But I, I think, think, I think people are really football. good at this. It's akin to being a professional footballer, Jake. Everyone's a great player in the stands, aren't they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a much different game out here. As Alex will attest to. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> right, so, 
So there we are. Um, lads, should we wrap things up? Okay, then. So Fulham Tuesday, uh, then off to Gillingham next weekend. I mean, I've got a ticket, but I've just discovered this train strike, so I'm not sure how I'm going to get there. But anyway, I'll try, I'll, I'll try if anyone wants to give me a lift um, from London to to Kent next Saturday. That'd be much appreciated. But anyway, uh, hopefully um, back to winning ways on, on, on Tuesday. Um, you know, a much improved performance against Liverpool. So hopefully plenty to, to build on. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed uh, for three points and our, and our first one, um, hopefully, of the of the year. Um, okay, uh, lads, enjoy your New Year's Eve. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Alex, very quickly, mate, uh, for people who want to kind of read your, your bits and pieces, where, where, where can they do that? Where should they do that? Oh. Well, you, I'm Ric Flair on Fox's Talk. So if you've ever had the misfortune to read my insane ramblings about left-footed right-wingers, then I'm on there. Uh, I'm at Bean Mallard on uh, another one of my nicknames on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I've only got about four followers and I think three of those animals. Um, but yeah, and then I do, I do write a bit for the Fosway, um, which I've... I think linked to my Instagram account so you can find me but I realized I didn't really give uh, let me just give a transfer pick for every position so left back yeah, I'd go, go with I'd go with Milos Kerkes from AZ Alkmaar center back I'd go it's with two but I'm going to go with Anel Ahmed Hozic from Sheffield United who's an absolute beast and then right wing has got to be Victor Tyskankov, but I'd be happy with Noni Madweke. But that'd do us. Yeah, too right. Well, look, mate, we really appreciate your time today joining us on, no the, on the podcast. Much appreciated. Congratulations on your Paul Henderson. If you ever want to come back on, <laughs> just give us a shout and we'll, we'll do it we'll for do. sure. You won't right, lads, enjoy now. your New Year's Eve and uh, we'll speak next week. Cheers, lads. Happy New Year, boys. Cheers, boys. See ya. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.